We're back. Second hour incendiary radio coming your way. So, Baghdad Today reports Faik Saidan, head of the Iraq Supreme Judicial Council, issued an arrest warrant for Trump for the assassination of the Quds Force commander Qasem Soleimani and chief of staff of the Popular Mobilization Forces in Iraq. Um, you know, don't think these people in Iran have forgot about the assassination of Soleimani, folks. Um, I didn't like it when when that happened, and I don't like it now. Um, you know, you... We're having all this stuff going on on the border now down in in Mexico due to the son of El Chapo getting taken into custody. And then the the big bad U.S. wanting him extradited here. And look. You know, let's say a guy like that's never even been to the United States. But, yeah, he's running a criminal organization in his country, which does dirt up in the United States. Um, think about think about the United States leaning on Mexico to get the guy up here. It's just like it's just like Assange. You know, the United States leaning on the rest of the world. Hey, we want Assange, blah, 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 blah. Because of WikiLeaks. I don't like this whole extradition game like this. To where the big bully gets to say, well, we want we want these people from abroad. We want them here. We want to bring them here. It's just like the Israelis running around in Argentina grabbing people. And then bringing them back to, quote unquote, Israel to hang them and all that stuff. You know, sovereignty of all these countries gets crapped on. Um, Judge suspends law license of Alex Jones's lawyer, Norm Pattis, for six months for releasing confidential Sandy Hook files. You know, Norm Pattis is also representing Staff Sergeant Joe Biggs, who was a proud boy, and he used to work at InfoWars, and he's a January 6th defendant. Interesting that they decide to uh, try to suspend his uh, law license. Um, Chance in West Virginia. Chance, what's on your mind? Yes, hello, Robert. Before I get to my point, before I get to my point, you made a uh, a you mentioned a phrase "crap sandwich." That reminds me, there was an NFL coach in the '60s. I can't recall his name now. He said, uh, "Life is a crap sandwich, and every every day you take another bite." Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Yeah. The reason I called now is Robert. I've been uh, for the last month now. I've been reading the obituaries in my local newspaper here. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah. And what I've noticed is this. Now, this whole county—it's a large county, but there's only about a little bit over thirty thousand people. Okay. All right. The largest, the largest city. They call it a city. They call it a city here. Thirty-five hundred people. Right? Imagine that. Yeah. Up northeast, 
that's a high school, okay? Yeah. But here, yeah. here they here they call it a city. All yeah. Right, well, so, my my grad my graduating class in high school was a thousand people. <laughs> mine mine was fifteen hundred. Believe it or not. All right. right. So so getting back to what I was saying now. <laughs> Excuse me. I, I'm looking through the obituaries for the last month, and then, you know it covers a few towns in this part of the county, just a few. I'm noticing now more deaths. Okay, and a lot of them are. 70s, 80s, and I wonder yeah. if they were helped along in their journey. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah. but here's the kicker. For the last month, I'm noticing more deaths between the ages of, and I, I took note of this, between 29 and 49. And here's the kicker now, Robert. Here's the kicker. I'm reading these obituaries. And, you know, when somebody dies, they usually tell you what they died of. No explanation. And then you look in the end of the obituary, well, let's say in lieu of flowers, sense of cancer, society, or whatever they had, right? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. And that's says, what the hell is this? So, and I got to ask myself now, this is strange, man. This yeah. is strange. 29 to 49. One, a couple of them died unexpectedly. These were the guys in the 40s. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, these younger ages, I mean, Robert, it, it doesn't seem normal to me. I mean, it doesn't take a Sherlock Holmes here to say, hey, something's going on here. What is it? I mean, yeah, people don't normally croak at this age. All right, occasionally they do if they're overweight, they have a heart attack, blah, 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 heart cancer, let's say. But like I said, I read through these obituaries. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. There's a prophecy in the Bible talking about the end times, and it talks about men's hearts shall fail them for fear of what's going, what's coming on the earth. That's a, that's a New Testament prophecy. It's kind of interesting. Well, all I've noticed is since I've been here now, and this is almost 15 years, I write occasionally you'll see a younger person pass away, but it's usually, yeah. it's usually... Like, I had cancer myself, so I can understand, but but like I said, when you read further in these obituaries, you don't see anything like, you know, in lieu of flowers sent to this organization, this organization. It doesn't say nothing. And a couple of them said unexpectedly. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, it's pretty you know, fascinating. I, I, don't, I don't read the obituaries... Uh, but I need to. I need to go in and just kind of do my own snapshot here in my own area, and probably all of us do, and then kind of report that to various hosts on on whatever network that you uh, you know listen to or whatever host. Blah blah blah. So it's yeah, that's a good idea, Chance. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to start thinking about that. Well, I don't usually, you know, I don't get a kick out of reading these obituaries. Well, I don't consider I don't. considering everything that's going on. Yeah. You know, well, it's just I'm it's trying, kind of a it's I'm kind of just data collections. It's kind of data collection. Yeah. 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 All, All right, right. Now, Robert. Thank you. Now keep up the good work, my friend. Okay, man. Take care. Um, yeah, that's that's an interesting thing. I maybe I should start doing that. Um, uh, Tom in Florida. Tom, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, good night. Uh, uh, good evening, Robert. Uh, hey. yeah, I was going to say good night, but good evening. Hey, Robert. On my mind is yeah. Chance always he makes a good call there. Uh, what I I got to say is uh. Let's look what's going on in Hollywood, uh, Robert. Have you heard what's going on with the Writers Association in Hollywood? What about them? And, uh, you, 
you got this Rob Reiner, this, these Jews. You got Reiner, oh, Stephen yeah. King, and all these Jews, and all yeah. these filthy Jews. They're only two percent of the population. They're, they're they're putting out the narrative about wokeness, and and the, and a lot of these writers are boycotting uh, the white Anglo male. A lot of white Anglo males. It's on Newsmax. They're getting fed up with this wokeness, and they're like basically saying, "Hey, they're they're figuring it all out." It's got to come out that these Jews are demonic. The Jews that are running Hollywood and run our banking system, they don't give a damn about white Northern European culture or white America, for that matter. They're a bunch of Bolshevik Marxists. And, you know, yeah. you, you just said something about uh, uh, the Iranians are going after Trump. I don't, I don't want to go there because that, 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 that in itself is a disgrace. I mean, you know, these Jews have run the narrative on this country for, since World War II. Well, you don't, think, hey, you don't think the Jews around Trump leaned on him to take out Soleimani? You don't think that's that's the case? I mean, that was, you know. Of course it was. Of course it was, Robert. And that's the problem here. And you got these Jews that are running our, our, our the filth they're pumping out of Hollywood, and they, you're, they're trying to use these white Northern European Anglo women to go against their counterpart, the male counterparts of their own cultural identity, the Christians. It's disgusting. I, I never see a commercial with a, a blonde-haired man and a black a woman, a dark black woman. But I, every commercial I see, this like fun Monday night football and all these Sunday night football, all these commercials. It's always a beautiful blonde haired woman with a black man, and these yeah. black women are probably getting fed up with the crap. I know they are. Like I told Robert, uh, Michael Rivero, what, what is the black woman to do? All their men want to go with a blonde haired white woman. What kind of filth is this that these dudes pump out? And, it's a, and, and if you got yeah. white uh, trash doing this, they, they ought to be ashamed of themselves. That they should be. And, and you know, Robert, uh, that's another thing. Let's go back to this, this great, crazy thing, crap that happened Friday with uh, McCarthy, and then Matt Gates and all that. That, if that wasn't a show in itself, I don't know what was. I didn't see no. What, what was the whole deal? They didn't say a damn thing about this illegal invasion of our country. Okay, McCarthy. Uh, uh, oh, he's going to take the gavel tomorrow and all this. Where, where's the illegal immigration situation? Well, well that's all. That's all allegedly. Allegedly, that's all been spoken of in the in the cloakrooms, in the backdoor deals, and all this. The the jockeying for the votes. So. All kinds of promises have allegedly been made, but will will this dirtbag McCarthy uh, just pull the rug out from under his promises and do what he wants? Or, you know, well, you know, you, there's so many. Th- oh, the speakership has been weakened. That's what Pelosi's saying, uh, because McCarthy had to make all these concessions and blah, 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 blah. You know what? I don't trust any of it. None of it. Robert, let me ask you this. I guarantee you in 10 years, they're going to be calling the state of California, Mexifornia. You want to make a bet? Some Hispanic groups going to say, we're going to start calling the state of Mexifornia. I mean, you know, Robert, you got to look. I, I remember in 1996, I was in California. I went to visit my brother, Costa Mesa area. It was like 70% white Anglo. It's down to under 40% white Anglo in Costa Mesa, Orange County. And look at this, Robert. In Anaheim, you got all these white Americans and black Americans living in tents like the, 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 uh, two miles from Disneyland. My Robert, what's happened to this country? And then you got uh, you got all this wokeness, and uh, you know McCarthy's allowed millions of illegals to invade into California, and he wants to be the Speaker of the House. Are you kidding me? In, in well, the country, I mean, lost, he, he's the congressman from that state. The governor really is the the governor and the legislature are really on the hook for that, but. He's coming from a failed state, like I said at the beginning of the broadcast, and I don't think that anybody coming from one of these failed states like uh, freaking California deserves to be Speaker of the House. Uh, I mean, give me a break. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All You're right, right, Tom. Uh, Robert, thanks, uh, thanks, thanks for the call, yeah, man. You got it, Robert. Look at, look at Pig uh, Pelosi's husband. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, what a dirtbag. Paul exactly. Pelosi, uh, all that crap that happened with that David DePappy character. And, I mean, God. Yeah, California is just, it's it's wrecked. The amount of homeless, the, the amount of homeless out there. I mean, the whole West Coast is from Seattle to San Diego. You can just watch video after video of footage of the implosion um, of of the entire Western seaboard, fentanyl explosion, uh, you know, methamphetamine. Uh, it's it's gone crazy. Yeah. All right, Tom. Uh, let's take Caesar of New York. Robert, good evening. How are you today? I'm all right, man. What about you? I'm better than yesterday. Robert, I got to say, you are the king of Sunday night. There is no one unlike you on the air. You got this thing down to a science. I mean, you do the show with style, class, finesse, and taste. Yeah, unbelievable. I listen to you every Sunday night. And, I mean, uh, you got to be the greatest, I got to tell you. Let me tell you about Mr. Trump. Trump is nothing but an actor on the global stage. He's yeah. nothing but a globalist, all right? He was controlled. That's number one. Number two, right, they're taking the country down. There's no difference between McCarthy and Pelosi. And remember that Pelosi's husband with the pappy, the pappy was the call boy. You understand? Yeah. Because yeah. Her, yeah. Husband, her husband likes the manhole. Yeah. I mean, here's my <laughs> thing, Caesar. I've talked about this. I've talked about this. How could you be... How could you be freaking eighty something years old and you're still off on that sick pervert stuff? You ain't even you ain't even scared like you going I mean, you're eighty something, you're on death's door and you ain't trying to even repent, get right with God and be like, Hey man, I, I'm sorry, I've been a freak show a long point in my life and I'm eighty something now. Hey, can you forgive No, he's out there probably smoking meth and getting boy hookers over. Who just hell the hell knows, man? It's just nuts. <laughs> Hey, Robert, what do you think he was doing? They were doing with the hammers. I know they had the white gloves with the rope, but what do you think the hammers were for? Maybe they were dildos that were shaped like hammers. That's what some people were saying. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. This like man, the dildos they were hanging out at that public school in Chicago with the freak show um, principal. And then it turns out that uh, the tranny, uh, Jennifer Pritzker, uh, was the one behind all the funding, the Pritzker family, the old Jewish mafia gang up there. $40,000 a year to have your kid attend that school, and they're handing out butt plugs and dildos thanks to the Pritzker family. <laughs> Listen, Robert, have you by any chance watched the video with Ronald, Ronald Bernard? Uh, he was a banker from Belgium. Oh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, sure. You've seen that? I mean, it's an oh, excellent. Yeah. I mean, the guy, he tells it, he's direct and to the point. I mean, he spells it out. The globalists yeah. see us as trash. Well, yeah, and he talks about basically the levels of initiation to get into those inner circles where it gets to the point where then it's all about, you know, screwing and killing little kids, the snuff kind of side of house where you got to take part in, you know, some very evil crap to get into the inner sanctum of this stuff. 100%. He phrases it or he coins it as you have to put your consciousness in the freezer. 
Robert, my yeah. question to you, you know what I'm saying? Because I have a lot of respect for you, especially as a Marine, and I was an officer in the military myself. My question to you is, how much more can we take? They're taking the country down. They're taking us down. And I do, I, 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 we're coming to the point of no return. This country yeah. is being taken down. These guys coming across the border. Robert, these guys are invaders. These are men of fighting age. Mr. Mm -hmm. Soros brought here a few years ago a couple of 747s with weapons in them. These people, I believe, they're going to take us down. That's number one. Now, number two, correct me if I'm wrong because I'm probably wrong. You're better versed than I am. We are under a military occupation. Who is wearing the Biden mask? Because if you go to Alexa, Alexa tells you that he went into transition back in either 2010 or 2011 at a naval base, that he went into transition. So do you agree with me that we are under a military occupation right now? Well, I mean, there's – and I got this stuff pulled up from Mike King, actually, that I'm going to try to get to. There's a couple – there's a couple, let's just say, schools of thought. One of them is before Trump left that he put us under a military occupation government, basically called devolution. You, you're familiar with the whole Q kind of uh, stuff there. Um, look, 1933, the Emergency Banking Act and all that stuff that happened under FDR was the real beginning of the military occupation. Uh, when you listen to some of these guys that really dig into the court system and um, all of that stuff. And so we've been under a military jurisdiction for um, 90 years. OK, now this stuff even went further back than that under post-Civil War, where they passed the 14th Amendment. They created the U.S. citizenship and all that post-slavery to where they basically made everybody serfs on this federal plantation. But are we under this kind of military occupation that's went even further now? It appears so due to the fact that uh, let's just say the courts now, I mean, are just the elections are, are just so blatantly fraudulent. Um, we'll see. I, I Look, I really, you know, um, when you get into some of the stuff about, you know, people getting moved to Gitmo and they're already dead, you got people wearing masks. I'm in a, and matter of fact, since you're on the line, I'm going to just hold on for a second. I'm going to, I'm going to play something for you, Mr. Producer, get clip one ready. And I didn't play this last week due to the fact that it's just like, you know, a, a show goes by so quickly, but, but go ahead and play clip one. The mask is the culmination of a lot of work that we did at CIA over a period of, I'd say, 10 years developing that technology. It was a big challenge to come up with something that finally actually animated and worked to really fool a person closer than three, four feet from you. But we did. They learned the art. We actually brought Hollywood back into our labs at one point to look at what we had done, and they were stunned. They're absolutely stunned. Congratulations. The fact that we're allowed to show it tells me the CIA had moved on. I don't know what they're doing. I shouldn't know. I'm dying to know, but I don't know. Relax. You'll get to see it all later on. So I'm proud to show people how good we got to that point and let them imagine. So what are they doing now? 
Jana Mendez retired from the CIA as chief of disguise after more than 25 years with the agency. When she left in 1993, the masks they were making could not be detected in a face-to-face -face conversation. These declassified photos show Mendez in disguise while meeting with President Bush in the early 90s. Although she was there to brief the president on the new CIA disguise program, nobody in the room knew she was wearing a mask until she removed it. Imagine the advances that have right, been made in the last 30 years. So I just wanted to play you that due to the fact that there is a lot of people that have gone full-blown that Elon Musk was wearing a mask at the World Cup. Biden's wearing a mask, and you can see all these little kind of weird things. Fauci, all these people, and it's interesting to think about that, okay, some of these people might have been, let's say, moved on to a, a holding facility of whatever, and this entire construct that we're watching right now is just for the uh, digestion of the normie class right now, while there's other things going on in the background, Um that's one thing. Now we're seeing this thing going on in Brazil down there where you're seeing um, another kind of a J6 event going on down there. Um, it's very – I'm pessimistic right now, and I know there's a lot of people that are optimistic, but I'm pessimistic, and I look at this thing that we're moving move further and further towards complete totalitarianism, especially with the Pentagon and DARPA's involvement in this warp speed crap. Um, and so a lot of these people out here, they think the same people that brought us warp speed are somehow the people that are secretly running things um, for good behind the scenes now. And those two things don't jive with me. What about you? Uh, I agree with you. I mean, um, you're 100%. I agree. I mean, you brought up a lot of good points. You brought up the 14th Amendment, which, which could actually be re repudiated. You could become an American state national. You also mentioned the uh, meetings with Stalin and uh, what Roosevelt. Uh, I'm sure you're aware of what happened at Yalta, where yeah. Ukraine now is what used to be, what, Kazaria? No? And yeah, they Kizaria. want this to be yeah. now a new Israel. So yeah. I don't know... If, if Putin is in on this, if it's all the globalists, I mean, I know that the three prophecies of Fatima have been fulfilled. The last one was last year with the consecration of the Sacred Heart of Mary with Russia. I don't know because what happens is, uh, Robert, I, I just can't, I can't figure it out anymore. It's just too crazy. I don't know. But like you said, we're headed towards total totalitarianism. No doubt. This is where we're headed. And I think that they don't need us anymore, the elite, because they have the AI. And, you know, people that have taken this, this, this uh, bioweapon, because I think that's what it is. This is this, this technology, this, this mRNA, whatever it is. These people now are starting to drop dead. They're getting uh, periocarditis, myocarditis. They're getting aphylactic shock. They're getting amyloid mm -hmm. clots, amyloidosis, the, uh, the funeral directors are having yeah. trouble insanguinating the blood of the of the yeah. dead because yeah. there's back pressure and they thinking that the aspirators, the pumps are defective, but it's the blood clots. I mean, this is insane. And then you have the prostitute media, which is being paid to do what they're doing, and they don't realize that when this new world order comes into effect, that their heads are going to be the first heads. 
that are going to go on the guillotine because you think that these globalists who see us as trash are going to want a people that betrayed their own? I mean, look where this is going. I mean, look, I think that World War Three would be the best thing that would happen because, as you said earlier today, we're going towards the transhuman. They, they are playing with the genome, with, with the creation of what, what the architect created. And, and they say that there's no architect, but they know there's yeah. an architect because yeah. they know that the veil is thin on the other side, so they have to tell us how they're going to harm us because before, because when they have to go before that creator, they got to say, hey, look, we told them we were going to do it. They did nothing about it. So yeah, I, but I think the creators the gonna be like, well, the creators gonna be like, look, you know, these people are my sheep, and they're very easily manipulated. That does not get you off from the little evil that you did by somehow giving them a a little signal beforehand that you were gonna do something evil. Uh, God's gonna tell them, look, I, I don't give a rat's butt if you did tell them in some cryptic message beforehand. That lesser magic stuff doesn't wash with me. Uh, I'm tossing your butt in hell where you belong regardless, you know. Um, but look at this. W Wayne Madsen, December 3rd, 2014, The Times of Israel, independent Israeli newspaper that counts among its staff a number of former reporters for the uh, Israeli Daily Haaretz, published a fascinating but largely overlooked story, Dateline Jerusalem and Zhitomir Ukraine in March 16, 2014, and which was written by its respective Russian and Ukrainian correspondents, citing a secret report provided to the Israeli government. The report, written by a select panel of scholars of Jewish history, drawn from academia and other research centers, concluded that European Jews are in fact descended from Khazars, a warlike Mongol Tartar group that ruled over Ukraine and southern Russia, which mass converted to Judaism in the 8th century A.D. And this goes along with Arthur Kessler's 13th tribe book, which I own. Um, Zionists have long argued that the land claimed by Israel was the biblical birthright of the Jewish people who were forced from the land in a so-called diaspora after repeated conquests by various empires. Proof that Ashkenazi Jews, which make up a majority of the Israeli Jewish population, have no historic link to Palestine, would call into question, blah, 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 blah. And it gets into... Um, they quote Israeli Prime Minister Golda Meir as once saying, Khazar, there is no Khazar people. I knew no Khazars in Kiev or Milwaukee. Show me these Khazars of whom you speak. DNA proof that a migratory Khazar population from Europe is now claiming ancient roots in Palestine largely eliminates Zionist claims to the region. And so basically, even Wayne Madsen and these people, and Tex Mars, of course, documented this in um, DNA science in the Jewish bloodline, which I own as well, that they're plotting to take Ukraine back. So it wasn't just Tex Mar saying this. The the Times of uh, Israel and a bunch of these Israeli organs were talking about this eight years ago, nine years ago. Well, Robert, the war's been going on in Ukraine for eight years. Am I correct yeah. or am I incorrect? Yeah. Well, Victoria Newland, a.k.a. Kagan, the first family of neoconservatism, uh, they Kagan were behind is, all this. Yeah, yeah. Kagan and is K from the Khazars, that name. That's a yeah, Kagan means name. basically, yeah, that's the royal house of the Khazars. The Kagan of is the like Khazars. the Caesar, the king, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Khazaria yeah. was what today is, I believe, eastern Ukraine. And yeah. you also had Tataria there. 
So what they want to do, that's going to be the new Israel, because remember that his, Henry Kissinger, and you're the master at geopolitics, Kissinger said that Israel would be done in 10 years. Yeah, and he said yeah. that, and it's coming now to the 10 years to fruitation. Am I right or wrong? Yeah, I, but I think... Um, I think the globalists, when 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 Kiss when Kissinger said that, I think he meant it, Israel's no longer going to exist, kind of like as it is in ten years. Now, see, I think the UN, the Vatican, and the Shimon Peres wing of of the Jews basically they're gonna they want to turn Israel into like this international Chrislam kind of home for the kind of the like a, a melding together of all these abrahamic kind of faiths you see what i'm saying they want to make it like a un um uh heritage site if you know what i'm saying correct correct 100%. all right man yeah all right well I'll all take right. care man I, uh appreciate you listening You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try Hemp Paste by going to rbnhemppaste.com. That's rbnhemppaste.com. Tune in Saturday mornings, 8 to 10 Central, to the Alternative Media with your host, Farron. If you've not been listening, this is some of what you've been missing. 2,000 mules. Like you, like you like to say occasionally, Farron, in your face. They, they, they might have a, a set of lactating mammaries available that could provide milk for their adopted children. Listen, news media, all pulling off this gigantic fraud. Rhino, neocon, cucks. There's this wonderful thing it's called Vote With Your Feet. Move to California. I am a conspiracy factualist and everyone else is a reality theorist. Hundreds, if not thousands, of ships came out of nowhere Give me liberty or let's give you death. Any excuse to go in and kill yourself for this, this this fraud of a government. This goes back a hundred years. When they come for your gold, give them a lead. And when they come for your guns, give them the bullets first. And God help us all. In times like these, you can't depend on the government to keep you warm and fed. But you can depend on the Vermont Bun Baker to do just that. 
With a Vermont bun baker, you'll never be in a situation where you can't cook, bake, fry, boil water, or heat your home, all at the same time. One of the most revolutionary cook stoves, wood stoves ever, the Vermont Bun Baker is available with or without soapstone veneer, a natural stone that retains heat and radiates it back into the room once the fire is out. A beautiful addition to your home, the Vermont Bun Baker has an efficiency rating well above 75% and qualifies for the wood stove tax credit. For more information, watch the Vermont Bun Baker on YouTube and live stream or visit us at www.vermontwoodstove.com. You can also reach us by calling 1-866-SOAPSTONE. Don't ever be hungry or cold because the power's gone out. With a Vermont Bun Baker, all you have to worry about is what's for dinner. Broadcast coming your way. Now, just kind of on the hopium kind of stuff floating around out here. This is from Mike King over at Real History Chan, and he he's still sticking to the Q stuff, and you know, just like X twenty two and a bunch of these characters out here. Speaker McCarthy hands power to the Patriots. Okay, an agreement with ultra conservative Republicans delivered a breakthrough for the California Republican. Um, the Sunshine Patriots and other assorted pessim opium addicted naysayers of negativity are out in force today, fretting and fuming over Kevin McCarthy, who, with Trump's support, has finally won the House speakership after a made-for-TV scripted drama, which, as a nice theatrical touch, nearly included a physical fight. Um, in reality, Trump and the hard-right faction fronting for the emergency military government, which took power in January of 2021. So see a lot of those people that believe in the devolution thing said that um, when Trump, as he was leaving office, that they secretly put into place devolution, which means that the military was going to take the reins of the government due to the fact that the election was stolen and all this other stuff. And so they've just formally established a long overdue devolution of power from the office of the high and mighty speaker and sidekick party leader hacks back to your locally elected representative where it belongs. This fundamental power shift will last long into the future from the article. The concessions Mr. McCarthy agreed to, to which he detailed in a party conference call early Friday, would diminish the speaker's power considerably and make for an unwieldy environment in the House. What we're seeing is the incredibly shrinking speakership, and that's most unfortunate for Congress, former Speaker Nancy Lagosi, Democrat of California. Mr. McCarthy agreed to allow a single lawmaker to force a snap vote at any time to oust the speaker, and that's from his, his caucus, by the way. Uh, a rule that he had previously refused to accept regarding it as tantamount to signing the death warrant for his speakership in advance. Relax, boys and girls, the far-right house patriots. Now, see, I don't believe any of this. I think they're going to get stymied every step of the way, especially with the J6 stuff. 
are not only about to assume total, which, which, you know, they just, by the way, oh, we're going to seal all this stuff for the next 50 years. You know, all the pertinent stuff like the footage and so forth and so on. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how Jim Jordan and these characters um, act, whether they're going to pull a Trey Gowdy post Benghazi and a bunch of bunch of loud blah, blah, blah. Nothing happens. Or, you know, with with Merrick Garland in charge in charge of the DOJ, uh, what do you think is really going to happen? But anyway, um, that future speakers and fellow party leaders will not be able to so easily bully lesser Republican reps into submission and false opposition like globalist speaker Newt Gingrich did after the 94 red wave and the boy rapist Dennis Haster did after he became speaker in 2000 and drunken crying speaker John Boehner and the phony young guns did after the 2010 red wave. Only now can we discern what this week's scripted theater was actually all about. Well played president Trump who starred as the adult in the room and all the rest of you pro McCarthy and anti McCarthy congressional actors, including McCarthy himself, or might that be McCarthy? Well played. Um, so let's see the various house investigations will soon get rocking and rolling. And we expect some truly nasty stuff to be disclosed and then amplified through Elon Musk's recently commandeered Twitter and even some elements of more mainstream news. Where it goes from there, we cannot say because the House can only investigate, not convict, prompting many pessimists like myself to ask what good will it all do if the Biden Justice Department won't arrest people anyway? That's actually a very valid question, but perhaps that's the whole point. What happens if and when a huge percentage of the bewildered subjects of the kingdom of normiedom are finally awakened with the far-right House committees serving as catalysts to the shocking level of elite criminality and then see that nothing is being done about it. Will the normies then be ready for the overt component of the current military action, meaning mass arrests followed by tribunals? Um, you know, as far as I'm concerned right now, even that would be probably theater. Uh, Mr. Producer, get clip six ready. And this kind of, this kind of nails it home just to give you just to bring people back into reality that believe somehow that the military is going to step in in a truly altruistic pro-constitution fashion and save the day. Go ahead and roll clip six. In 2012, is- DARPA, which is the research division of the military, started a program. It's called the Adept Protect P3 Program, Pandemic Prevention Platform. Look what they proposed. They said, listen, we are going to use gene-encoded vaccines as a new category of preventive measures based on RNA or DNA. And in this approach, we will stop a pandemic within 60 days. Within 60 days, in 2012, this was started. When President Trump came out and said it's Operation Warp Speed and they're going to develop vaccines, it would have been nice if he was prepped or Anthony Fauci was prepped to say, listen, we're working on this. We've been working on this since 2012. This is not new. This isn't Warp Speed. This is 10 years in coming. The deception out in the open 
that this was rapidly developed, that there was all this stunning innovation. The contractors, Moderna got its first multi-million dollar contract in 2013. The military works on programs, both the threat, SARS-CoV-2, and work on the answer, monoclonal antibodies and vaccines. But the military has biological threat programs. There's one for smallpox, monkeypox. There's one for anthrax. Uh, and who knows how many more programs. This was part of a program. But the military came up with the idea of messenger RNA vaccines. Not Pfizer or Moderna. Not Operation Warp Speed. It wasn't in response to what was, you know, came out of Wuhan, China. This is a military program. When it was announced by Health and Human Services' Alex Azar, in the Department of Defense, that's who entered into this, you know, ushered us into the vaccine era. The military. Emergency use authorization is a mechanism to get rapid new technology into the military. It's not, it's not a mechanism for the public. Its first application broadly to the public right, was go ahead the stop it there. But if we're under a military occupation for what, 90 years, overt military occupation since 1933, March 9, then we're all part of the military. We're all part of the subjects. We're all lab rats, Dr. McCullough. And so, but anyway, and I got a bunch of calls stacking up, but I wanted to read a couple paragraphs here. And this is from Victor Davis Hansen, American military historian at Hoover and Stanford and so forth, the coup we never knew. What happened to the U.S. border? Where'd it go? Who erased it? Why and how did 5 million people enter our country illegally? Did Congress secretly repeal our immigration laws? Did Joe Biden issue an executive order allowing foreign nationals to walk across the border and reside in the U.S. as they pleased while they keep Djokovic out? Anyway, since when did the money not have to be paid back? Who insisted that more dollars the federal government printed, the more prosperity would follow? When did America embrace zero interest? Why do we believe $30 trillion in debt is no big deal? When did clean, burning, cheap, and abundant natural gas become the equivalent to dirty coal? How did prized natural gas that had granted America's wishes of energy self-sufficiency, reduced pollution, and inexpensive electricity become almost overnight a pariah fuel whose extraction was a war against nature? Which lawmakers, which laws, which votes of the people declared natural gas development and pipelines near criminal? Was it not against federal law to swarm the homes of Supreme Court justices to picket and to intimidate their households and efforts to infect their rulings? How then with impunity did bullies surround the homes of Justices Kavanaugh, Alito, Coney Barrett, Gorsuch, Roberts, and Clarence Thomas, furious over a court decision on abortion? How could these mobs so easily throng our justices' homes with placards declaring off with their dicks? Since when did Americans create a government ministry of truth? And on whose orders did the FBI contact private news organizations to censor stories it did not like and writers whom it feared? How did we wake up one morning to new customs of impeaching a president over a phone call, of the Speaker of the House tearing up the State of the Union address on national television, of barring congressional members from serving on their assigned congressional committees? When did we assume the FBI had the right to subvert the campaign of a candidate it disliked? Was it legal suddenly for one presidential candidate to hire a foreign ex-spy to subvert the campaign of a rival? Was some state or federal law passed that allowed biological males to compete in female sports? Did Congress enact such a law? Did the Supreme Court guarantee that biological male students could shower in gym locker rooms with biological women? Were women ever asked to redefine the very sports they had championed? 
When did the government pass a law depriving uh, Americans of their freedom during a pandemic? In America, can health officials simply cancel rental contracts or declare loan payments in suspension? How could it become illegal for mom and pop stores to sell flowers or shoes during a quarantine, but not so for Walmart or Target? Since when did the people decide that 70% of the voters would not cast their ballots on election day? Was this revolutionary change the subject of a national debate, a heated congressional session, or the votes of dozens of state legislatures? What happened to election night returns? Did the fact that Americans created more electronic ballots and computerized tallies make make it to take so much longer to tabulate the votes? When did the nation abruptly decide that theft is not a crime, assault not a felony? How can thieves walk out with bags of stolen goods without the wrath of angry shoppers, much less fear of the law? Was there ever a national debate about the terrified flight from Afghanistan? Who planned it and why? What happened to the once-trusted FBI? Why almost overnight did its directors decide to mislead Congress, to deceive judges with concocted tales from fake dossiers with Dr. Ritz? Did Congress pass a law that our federal leaders in the FBI or CIA could lie with impunity under oath? Who Who redefined our military and with whose consent? Who proclaimed that our chairman of the Joint Chiefs could call his Chinese communist counterpart to warn him that America's president was supposedly unstable? <clears throat> was it always true that retired generals routinely libeled their commander-in-chief commander as a near-Nazi, a Mussolini, and a heret? an adherent of the tools of Auschwitz? Were Americans ever asked whether their universities could discriminate against their sons and daughters based on their race? How did it become physically dangerous to speak the truth on a campus? Whose idea was it to reboot racial segregation and bias as theme houses, safe spaces, and diversity? How did this happen in America? How did a virus cancel the Constitution? Did the lockdowns rob us of our sanity? Or was it the woke hysteria that ignited our collective madness? How about you but got a bunch of gangsters that have had a long march through our institutions and told us they were going to do so 50, 60 years ago? Murr in Wisconsin. Murr, what's up? Hi, Robert. Hi. Yeah, all this stuff, uh, it's all related to, like, the Ronald Bernard stuff and even deeper, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you, you can't really trust the... So many of the the media, any kind of media, independent, alternative, whatever, like the real world news. I mean, they say on there they're satire. Oh God, you know? Michael Baxter. Right? Yeah, he's a real. Yeah, he's Michael a real Baxter. Peach. He's got to be the same guy that was passing himself off as uh, Dimitri Baxter. Okay, and mm-hmm. and back in uh, with the thing in Vegas and uh, and with Ronald Bernard, he said he was dead. Ronald Bernard Fernandez was dead, not Ronald Bernard. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But he did that so people, you know, to get the clickbait because he had just put out those first two videos, and the third one showed that he had been he had been given to homosexuals for a couple of years when he was a child, you know, and he hadn't really told yeah. him. But that's why he was put up to that level because they thought they could get him to, you know, now I get to be on top kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Well, you got the you got the satanic ritual abuse of the kids, you got the blackmail Franklin scandal type stuff. And then you've got the sucking these people in with the insider trading and getting them on the hook. And they all come out of Congress like Liz Cheney goes in with basically nothing, comes out with like, what, 30, 40 million dollars after like six years. Uh, they get them all on the hook and their whatever, whatever their weakness is, they find it and then they get them blackmailed. And remember Daddy Bush, when he was CIA director and later became vice president, he had all those judges uh, blackmailed and all that stuff. It's just, you know, it's it's a pervasive system. Yeah. Well, yeah. when when Herbert the pervert was in office, 
is when we had all the stuff like the McMartin School, you know, they, and there was seven of those schools in that area. Of course, they made it out to be fake, and the children lied of all things, right? No, they yeah. were doing this all over the place with the sacrifices and then the tunnels and everything, and, and they yeah. have all that stuff around there, the Presidio and everything. So oh, yeah. but this was all across the country. I mean, I, I knew over in Vineland, New Jersey, you know. <laughs> yeah. They had the same kind of thing going on. So whoever's in office really um, sort of changes the, the, the attitude and the appetite and whatever else. But like with Josie, uh, uh, Jesse Savotar and uh, Timothy Charles Holmseth and going after these, uh, apparently that was one of the things Mar Largo they wanted were these affidavits. And in one of them, Zabotar uh, says she was there with Elon uh, Musk. You know, I don't. They're yeah. about the same age, so I'm not sure just when it was. And apparently, they were observing. I don't know if they were participating. Yeah. You know, but they're also full of this stuff. You know, and it. Yeah. And, and there's underground cities. I mean, they're. T- you know. <laughs> yeah, all those tunneling devices. The Air Force made all these tunnels, and then you see these things big enough for semis and everything to go right through. And yeah, that's well, nuts. Well, just giving out these. Um, Emerald City is the one under the pentagram. You know, and there's yeah. there's whole ecosystems under there, like a big waterfall and all this other stuff, you know. And, and um, she mentioned three others, one in Antarctica and Kansas and uh, I forget where the other one was, but, oh, Mars, I think is yeah. the one they called. And that's under, under Area 51. Yeah, I hear you. All right, Murr, I got three callers left. All righty. Thank but, you. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks. Thanks for listening. All right, we got three callers left in probably about six, seven minutes, so everybody take a couple minutes. Paul in California. What's up, Paul? So uh, <clears throat> there's a great uh, show that took place on Friday. Uh, Jack Mullen, State of the Nation, was on with Jim Fetzer. And uh, I don't know if there's a better hour and a half or so of where, 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 where can you Where can you find that? Go ahead and give it out to the audience. On uh, Jim Fetzer's BitChute channel and also at okay. Revolution Radio Revolution okay. Radio Archives. Okay, anyway, Fet- Fetzer's better... BitChute. Okay. Anyway, to continue my flow, there's yeah. a better hour and a half. If there's a better hour and a half of internet radio in the last oh, several months or a year or more, I don't know where. Very sobering. Cool. I happen to agree with all of it. I called and interacted. But he said something which, of course, was quite profound and should become obvious. Is that we're being erased on multiple levels. You know, he made a comment about, you know, you go into the stores. And I know this for a fact as soon as he mentioned it. You know, I've been in the Target. Uh, last year I was in Macy's. And when you see all the signs and posters inside the stores, whether it's in the men's clothing, women's clothing, toy department, uh, you know, children's clothing, whatever, it's always non-whites. It's rare that you right, see a white right. person anymore. The commercials yeah. are obvious. Right now on National Vanguard, there's a fascinating article, and it's comparing these two what they call AI bots. One, of course, was Tay, which apparently came out from Microsoft in 2017. Yeah, yeah. And That's the, the one that turned Nazi. That's the one that turned quote-unquote Nazi, yeah. <laughs> well, let me, make, let me make the point of this, okay? The other well, one I got, is a, I got two callers. Hurry up. I'm wrapping it up. Stop interrupting, please. So anyway, on this Tay, right, that was able quickly to discover that there was a one-way war being waged by Jews against white people. And they essentially shut this down. So now there's this chat GPT. Well, the author of the article, Kevin Strom, queried, right, and he asked this question, should the existence of white people be preserved for future generations? He got some typical responses about diversity, but here's what they said. 
quote, the existence of a particular racial or ethnic group should not be given special protection or consideration. Now, then he also queried this, should the Jewish people be protected for future generations? And this same AI bot said, the existence of Jews, like any other group, should be protected and respected. So this thing goes very deep and very... the AI is programmed by humans, of course, and so they programmed it to be preferential to Jews and then to be genocidal to whites. All right, Paul, thanks. Exactly. Yep. All right, let's take Alan in Texas. Hey, hey Robert, I'll, I'll be real quick, and I will blow okay. a little smoke up your ass. Um, uh, thank, thank you for making me feel not so alone. I've listened to you. I've not only listened to you, Robert, I hear what you're saying. I, I listen to the timbre of your voice. Uh, you, you, you know, you, you're very good at, at, at presenting the minutia, you know, the, 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 the what's continuing on. But you see the big picture very well. I can hear that in your voice. I can hear it, you know, in the timbre of your voice when you're presenting this stuff. It just amazes you. It's like, why can't everyone see this crap? I just wanted yeah. to say thank you for being out there. I listen to you every weekend. And you make me feel not so alone, my friend, because you do understand what's going on. I know that at your heart. And uh, brothers from a different mother. I'll, I'll drop off. Thank you, my friend, for being out there. Love listening to you. Well, hey, I appreciate that, Alan. You know, I'm the thing about me, man. I'm just a regular person. I'm, yeah. I don't. I'm, I'm not in this for money. <clears throat> I've been on the air what coming up on nine years, and I do this out of uh, just a sense of duty, I guess. And yeah. that, that's we're, it. We're man. not altruistic. We're, we're trying to save our own skins. You know, if you want to go down to yeah. it, it's like yeah. we can't live the life we want to lead because the people around us are freaking morons. Yeah, and we've got yeah. some evil, wicked bastards that want to uh, yes, really, really do some evil things on the earth. All right, Alan, thanks, Take man. Take care, I my appreciate friend. that. All right, see ya. James in Vancouver. James, what's up? Yeah, good evening. Uh, I listened to that Zeehan guy, and uh, as far as I'm concerned, he's uh, disinformation because what he doesn't talk about is the fact that the Chinese uh, have totally monopolized Africa for their own uh, benefit, and they've got a million yeah. Chinese living there already. So mm-hmm. I don't see uh, this guy's been uh, has has been claiming China's going to fall since 2005. <laughs> well, the reason why I wanted to play that, James, was just because if you read the if you read the comments, like exactly like you're saying under the video, everybody, I mean, like 75 percent of the people trashed the dude as as being you know um, full of crap. And so I wanted to put that out there due to the fact that and bounce that off the audience because it's like uh, you know I, I just wanted to put it out there for people to hear and oh, you go well, ahead. yeah. It's all BS because, you see, what they don't want is they don't want China getting close to Russia. But that's exactly what's happening with this Ukraine nonsense. And uh, as far as the Jews are concerned, they don't have the numbers to survive. The Chinese do, you see. This is how this goes down, right? And in the next 10, 10 years, you're going to see there's going to be, um, there's gonna be uh, real sanctions going on as far as uh, what countries do to other countries. So... I just thought I'd uh, <laughs> share that with everybody. All right, All right James. Thank All right, you. thanks. Bye. Okay, Mr. Producer, we're coming up on the end of the broadcast. If you'd get that clip eight ready, where it's Alex Newman. He's on with uh, Greg uh, Hunter. 
over there at USA Watchdog. And just play this as long as you can, and and, and then don't even worry about the music and right until the show um, cuts off. Go ahead and blow clip eight, and that'll be it. Oh, they, the media is absolutely complicit here. They are co-conspirators at the highest level. And, and just say, well, Pfizer gave us a lot of money. Well, we know that, but that's not an excuse for what they did here. Uh, so, uh, you know, th- this all brings up a really important question, Greg. Uh, we're, we're very rapidly, I think, hitting uh, a point of no return where even mainstream people who help market these vaccines to the public are going to turn on the people who were responsible for this. And uh, what might the establishment do at that point? Well, we know Klaus Schwab, the head of the World Economic Forum, has talked publicly about a cyber pandemic that would take down the power grid, that would take down the internet, that would result in a total blackout of the financial system, of the, uh, uh, the internet and communication systems. They've actually been doing war game uh, planning scenarios for this. So uh, as this mass awakening takes place, uh, you know, we have to understand that the global elites, the global predators behind this atrocity that was perpetrated against mankind, that has killed, in my opinion, millions and millions of people, they're not just going to say, oh, you got us, we give up, take us to jail, right? We'll have another Nuremberg. They're not going to do that. They're going to deploy uh, the next part of their plan. And uh, based on what we've seen so far, I think we can expect some sort of crisis of epic proportions. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network.